Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. If there was a way of uh, making money doing that, I would have done that. There obviously yeah. wasn't a way of just roller skating every day and getting paid for it. Unless you want to work at Hooters, <laughs> don't they? Didn't they used to be on roller skate? Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. Morning Anita, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much. I'm not actually, I am good, but do you know what? We were just saying, weren't we? I'm like, reach capacity. I'm just duff the day after this. This is it. I'm just going to like mosey around, go for a massage, drop the dog off at the dog minders, maybe open a bottle of something nice and that's me done. Yeah, and we've got, we're having a bit of a break next week. We've been busy, five day challenge, program starting, academy is open, check out the link to this um, and you will see the academy, details of the academy, that's how you join us in our community, more details in there. But today on today's podcast, um, we are talking, this lady, funnily enough, I've known her for quite a few years and I feel like I've worked with her before, but I haven't actually ever worked with her before. We've kind of worked at the same company, but at different times because her she's still in recruitment. And I used to be in recruitment. So it's a lady called uh, Sarah Naylor. She's fantastic, full of energy, just like most recruitment consultants are. Um, but she actually moved a number of years ago into doing life coaching as well. So she helps a lot of people um, with life coaching, but more on like the career side, really. So it dovetails quite nicely into her recruitment business because she helps with senior executives and whether whether or not they're on the right um, career path because often we, we take a job we think we want to do that thing and we get up the ladder before we know it and we, then we think do we actually even want to do this thing um so she helps her clients by working out what do they want to do that thing or do they want to do something slightly different what their values are and, and work back from that so I, I think more of us should do that definitely and often what happens is we only do it when we're forced to so maybe we've been made redundant or maybe we've been through a divorce or maybe kids have come along and then you're almost like glaringly obviously forced into making a a decision based on your circumstances changing I think sometimes you get like 20 years into a career however successful you might be and then kind of look at the future and go is this really what I want to do for another 20 30 years or you know and actually you kind of got more confidence in yourself because you do have when you get to middle age and just think do you know what? I'm going to go for it I could have another 30 years working I want to do something I love and I've, I've got the confidence and a bit of cash behind me now ready to just go for it we meet so many people in that situation don't we yeah do you know um when I when I very first started in recruitment I remember like some older people um saying like oh I don't want to be in recruitment forever and I used to think why don't you, you weirdos? It's great fun. We do this. We get to meet people. We're, but obviously what you enjoy changes as you get older and yeah. then your priorities change, your values change. My younger self would be horrified at how I am now. What, just like a nice walk? Are you mad? Bed at half nine on a Saturday night? What's wrong with you? Happy to pot around the library? <laughs> That's what be Miss Marple. <laughs> Mine would be horrified that A, I had children like what are you even thinking the plan is not to, not to even have had any children and the fact that I don't drink anymore mm. um, and yeah all of that so they they would just be like what so it's a good job that you don't see yourself in the future because maybe there's a, like a next level of us in like 30 years time where we're going to enjoy doing nothing more than like pottering around the garden or I'm, te- I'm joining the WI I'm looking forward to that face that's supposed to be cool yeah guys. can't wait you need to find yeah one. Cool. Anyway, into this podcast, <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, yeah, in this episode, we just talk, we talked to Sarah about all the different people that she helps and um, how you can perhaps think if you're in a career right now, is it the right one for you? And maybe it's time to think about doing something different. 
Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Well, I mean, I just love supporting people on their career journey, particularly working with high level execs uh, in, in relation to career coaching and positioning them and career change. And, and aligning with talents and passions, because actually, as you both know, once you're aligned with your talents and your passions, you know, and you've got a career that's, you know, in flow with all of that, you know, it, you're not working, you're doing what you enjoy doing, and you're getting paid for it. And I love that. And I've been in, well, my background is very much, that I've been in recruitment since 1987, but I qualified as a coach in 2012. And I really sort of integrate both into my life. And uh, as we were discussing, as you know, you know, I, I released my first book um, four years ago, which is uh, Shining a Light on You, How to Manifest Your Dream Job. And then last year, rather excitingly, I created an online course from it as well, which has been getting really good reviews from students. Because I know I know this stuff works, because I've really written about what I've experienced in life and how I've manifested stuff into my life career-wise. And that's what I'm passionate about sharing with other people. And, you know, it's very much in the same way as you do with your marketing, it's understanding exactly who your avatar is. And that same is in terms of what your career goals are. You have an avatar to work towards. If you've got that in mind, you can then, you know, recognize the opportunities as they present themselves and act upon them. And it's it's really enabling people with the tools and techniques to make that happen. And I just love it because, you know, when you yeah. get you, people have those aha moments and they just yeah. get excited. And I get excited working with them as well and seeing their lives transform as a result. Because yeah, people just don't really, as a general rule, stop to ever think about, right, do I like the job that I happen to be in now? And is it right for who I am and where I am? And uh, Because life just happens and we end up getting into these jobs. And funnily enough, uh, I always feel, Sarah, that I've worked with you in a business but we had we have never worked in the same office because I think when I joined that particular company you just left then and so but then because we've like it's a, like a one big family with all them lot on like do's and meetings and stuff we met and got on didn't we so it almost yeah. feels like we did work together but we never actually did which is just bizarre I remember actually I was working in that particular business and um, I've got a, a business coach completely not related to like you say they're manifesting a new job or whatever but some of the questions that he asked me I'd never bothered to ask myself before and some of the things that he said back to me made me realize oh wow this is not where I need to be I shouldn't be in recruitment anymore I shouldn't be doing this because it doesn't in the types of jobs and you do financial recruitment as well don't you but placing people in these finance manager roles that I didn't really I wasn't passionate about what their lives would look like or what their wives lives would look like based on the job that they take or their kids lives would look like because they're signing kind of in a way signing their life away selling their soul because they're going to 80 hours a week they're going to do in that particular job that they're taking and um, when he kind of held the mirror up to me I was like wow and I'd never really thought about it in that way before and I guess that's what you can do with people they get to a level and especially if you are good at what you do and you keep getting promoted and oh do this and this and you think great and because everyone positions in it like this huge opportunity that you should take but you've never really for yourself and your values thought is this right for me you can take those people and go right okay is this right for you absolutely um, you know, are you on the right path or are you just on here because someone said oh here's another 10 grand to take this position in this this part of the business here's absolutely. another it's i mean and that's it and i'm really Keen and one of the books I've got a work in progress is to encourage parents, carers, and educators of children to encourage curiosity from an early age and to support children in their passions and their talents because there's always going to be a career aligned with that. So I think if you can sort of start early and connect with all of that from an early age, 
it, that's even better. But absolutely, I think there's a lot of people with second destination careers now that have got to that point, you know, have got to that age. And that's who I love working with. You know, you actually then are repositioning them because they've got all this wonderful, valuable experience. They can leverage all of that and and put that through into a new into a new career because Let's face it, if you can be really successful doing something that you're actually not passionate about, think about how incredibly successful you're going to be doing something that you are really fired up, something that makes your heart sing, something that gives your life purpose, which gives you the opportunity to keep on you know, fulfilling your potential. Because every time you kind of get there, as again, you'll know, something else opens up to you and it's like more yeah. opportunities. And, and I'm like, I'm like a child in a sweet shop most of the time because there's so much stuff that I'm doing that's exciting myself at the moment from... From, I've still I've still got my recruitment business. I'm working with that. I've got people within the business sort of helping with that. I've got um, my coaching practice. I've got my book, my online course, and um, I've got a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got it's just loads of things going on, and just really really excited. And and if I know I can and love generating that excitement and enthusiasm in other people because you know it's, it's cheering them on it's supporting them going yes you know yeah you can do it look what you've done already wow and people like you say don't necessarily take that time to take a breath and and and, and reflect in fact i would go so far to say is people spend more time deliberating about handbag purchase pair of boots <laughs> coat, <laughs> a car or a house than they ever do in terms of reflecting back about who they are because you do get onto that treadmill but Mm. you know when you do and you take that opportunity to take that step back and you do take that step like you've done I know Annette you know so moving from recruitment into into the marketing field you know you took that advice you listened and you took that step and in and it's all supported you and you know and I've seen the part the posts that you've put on social media you know, it's really, you know, you found your niche along with Anita with the Get Savvy Club and, you know, you're powering along. And like we said earlier, look how many podcasts you've done and how many people you've got. And it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just from getting started, isn't it? It's just from having a, being interested in something, getting going and then being cons- taking that consistent action on a daily basis, whatever that kind of looks like. But you're right, if, you, if you're a child and you love something, and you can stay on that path, then I think that's you're really, really lucky uh, to, to think, have that. I think it's too hard for most people as a child to even comprehend what it's like to work for like 40, 50 years, let alone to know what you might like to do. But So what I'm also fascinated in is the number of people who do a job for 20 years and then go, well, that's it. I've enjoyed that. Thanks very much. And actually now I'm a different person than I was when I was 25. And actually now I'd like to do this and have a complete about face and then another successful career. And you obviously um, worked in recruitment for 20 odd years before you trained to be a business coach. So where did that come from in terms of, you know, one day saying, right, I'm going to retrain. And did you ever think, actually, I'm going to retrain and leave recruitment behind to focus on being a business coach rather than just do the two together? Or did they always, did you always want them to sit alongside each other? Do you know what this is that you'll you'll find this really bizarre? But <laughs> I'd gone on this journey with with um, recruitment, and as you say, I've been in it for a very long time. I started back in 1987, and it was a career that I just suddenly found. And you you know instinctively that it's absolutely right. It's like, I want to do this job, and I went out and I just got a job, and I knew I'd get a job, and I walked into it, got that job. That didn't last long. Ended up talking myself into another role which was in for five years progressed and ended up at the same business that Anna and I both worked in together but I kind of got to a stage um having left there and gone in 
I got on a self-employed journey actually in 2009 at the height of the recession. Not the best time to start out in recruitment, I hasten to add, but it does tool you up with that. Yeah. Resilience. I got to a point, I thought I just, I, I, I'd made a couple of moves. The move I'd made had then, the business had been sold to another business. And I really, the, the ethics and the values we just mentioned, those didn't align with mine. Um, I thought, oh, I just need to get away from recruitment, but it does keep, keep on following me. <laughs> and it, and it was, okay, let's not let's not resist because what you resist persists. Let's just go with the flow. And I'm very much about instinct and going with the flow and tuning into your intuition and listening to that sort of supportive inner voice. Um, and I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do, but now here's here's a really random fact for you that I went to a mind body spirit event in London. And I experienced a, a cranial access or consciousness massage on my head while a guy was doing shamanic drumming on the stage. And two weeks later, I decided I was going to become a, a coach. And I'd walked past coaching stands at this event and passed them by. Didn't even cross my mind. And then suddenly I had an epiphany. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. The internet, did a bit of research, found a training agency and decided... Yep, I'm going to train with simply changing. They look and feel just right. Again, listening to my instinct, going what felt right in my gut and um, launched myself onto this program to discover a year later when I'd completed it uh, and gained a level five qualification. It was the equivalent of two years of a degree course. And I went, Oh, <laughs> I didn't realise that was the level of the qualification. I you probably wouldn't have gone for it. You would have, probably would have thought it's going to be too much like hard work if you'd have known. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're better off not knowing. Yeah. Just launch yourself into it. And, yeah, and then it sort of what, – what ironically happened from there was the journey you go on in terms of that whole personal development, because I'm really, really massive on personal development. I've spent and invested thousands of pounds on myself in personal development, which I then obviously share with clients um, over the years. And um, it, it spurred me on to actually set up my own VAT registered limited company. And I set some targets that this is what I'm going to do alongside my coaching. And what's happened is, is both businesses have evolved um, side by side. So I'm actually running two businesses now. Um, one's coaching, one's recruitment. And the recruitment is a good business. I mean, last year, obviously, with the pandemic, et cetera, it's sort of like, oh, recruitment stopped. But, you know, I pivoted and saw it as an opportunity, went, hell yes, here we go. We can crack on and do all these other things that I've been wanting to do. So I really took advantage of it and worked my socks off. Really, really didn't stop working at all last year. Just doing stuff behind the scenes with with, with my websites and my course and I did I undertook another course because you can look at it as an opportunity to say oh god I haven't got very many clients what am I going to do or you can go god I haven't got very many clients that means I've got more time what can I do with that time that I won't have time to do when I get busy when the, you know the world comes back to life again exactly and now I say we're absolutely flat out and I say I've got more people into the recruitment business and again I'm, I'm sort of focusing in on all of the uh the, the coaching aspect and really pushing my co my course out because a lot of the people I've had on it have been students and I've had feedback that this is something that universities need um, for, because there's a lot of graduates coming out sort of got into that point of overwhelm there aren't any services available to them career-wise they don't know where mm. to go they don't know what to do it's tough I feel sorry for them yeah 
But I'm on a mission to get my course and content onto the websites as a resource so they can then work through it. And if I can go out and deliver talks or, you know, however it works, to encourage them to be curious, to try stuff, to look at stuff. Mm. Well, so that that feeds that sort of level whilst whilst I'm operating on a one-to-one with the career change people of the sort of, you know, your mid-40s, time for a change, like you've just said, and and both of you have just said, you know, it's you get to that point, you've been successful, but actually... Is this really fulfilling me? Is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? What can I do? How can I make it happen? Because I've got both sides of the fence. You know, I've got those insider tools from the recruitment side that people aren't aware of. And you you forget what you don't, you forget, you know so much information that people have no idea about. And yeah. you know, LinkedIn profiles for a start, you know, how many how many silhouettes do you see and people haven't built the profiles out? Logos, even worse, logos. So your course is Manifest Your Dream Job. So without giving away um, stuff that you obviously charge for, what are the top tips on manifesting your dream job? Get clarity on what it is that you actually want. So it's taking that time to really sort of think and um go deep into yourself what is it that makes your heart sing what do you really enjoy doing what do you love doing what do you really thoroughly enjoy doing about your current job or jobs that you've done in the past I once read a thing that what is the one thing you can't resist meddling in um, whether that's in your personal life or your professional life you know when someone's talking about something and we were saying you know Anna in the old days it was social media she couldn't resist helping people with it to make sure they get it right anyway and for me it's you know I'm passionate about marketing and, and when I see people getting it so wrong and like not thinking about it the right way I can't resist but go oh have you thought about this and have you thought about that and so that's the key isn't it yeah absolutely I mean I I'm very much wanting to I love helping people with all of all of those bits you know I love getting my hands on somebody's CV for example and helping them with that but the key is actually finding what it is that you love doing identifying those points making sure those points are actually within your CV within your LinkedIn profile but do you know what you might not even need both because it's the process that you go through to get the clarity and understanding of what it is that you want to achieve. So you've got that, I've got my picture behind me. You've got the bigger picture. <laughs> I've got that bigger picture. Uh, so you know what you're working towards. Once you know what you're working towards and you've done that sort of background work, you then start to recognise, it's recognising the opportunities as they present themselves and acting upon those opportunities. And take it's very much taking action because... That we, we mentioned um, before we started to record about uh, Rob Moore, whose book Life Leverage that Anna and I both read, which is great. And one of the um, quotes in there I love is the law of attraction without action is a distraction. So if you put it out there and don't do anything about it, it's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. if you put it out there, the opportunities will come back to you. But you've got to be really specific. It's it, it, because if you're not, they'll come back in different shapes and sizes and you might not recognise them. But it, it's it's seizing them, taking action, and then, you know, things will happen. Honestly, things happen. Once you know what you want and you've got it clear in your mind, those opportunities will manifest. I've had it happen to me so many times. In fact, when I left the company before Anna joined, which we, we crossed paths on, I'd got to the point, I thought, oh, I really don't want to be here anymore. I've been here 13 years. Where do I fit? So I sort of thought, well, I don't fit into sort of larger businesses. I've not been a manager. I've not done this. I've not done that. So I whittled away at all the things that I wasn't and focused on where I thought I would fit. And 
out of the blue, I had two opportunities manifest themselves to me within a week of each other, offering me both exactly the same role. And that was without speaking to those people or anybody else about what it was that I wanted. But I knew in my own mind what it was. So I recognized them when they arrived. And I you know, had the opportunity to go two ways. And I took the path that I chose. Lots of people just think manifesting is just thinking about what they want and going, well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I'd like a million pounds. I'd like my dream job. But actually without doing anything to move towards. So it's just about setting a positive intent and then putting what are the actions you're going to take to get there. So for me, we, we see a lot of people, particularly during the last year or so, who have set up um, side hustles or other businesses while they've been on furlough or or while they're still working because you know the future maybe is a bit uncertain and what they want to do is they want to tip that balance so that they're earning enough money with the new thing they're doing so that they can leave the old thing they're doing and it's something that's really hard to do and from a motivational point of view it's really hard to do so I was you know pretty miserable in my job for quite a few years and my husband in his you know sympathetic style used to go because I work part-time so you've got more free time than anyone I know stop complaining and start doing something but by the time on my day off I'd cleaned the house done the shopping done the school run walked the dog you know the day had just gone and for me I was never going to find the motivation while I still had that salary coming in from my job so what I did in the end through a you know series of events was just left my job and had nothing I'd not lined anything up I'd not you know I'd not said right how am I going to get clients or anything I just literally pulled the rug out from under me I still had bills to pay so I had to make it work and then you know I'm quite good at finding a way working under pressure I guess and finding a way to make it work and that's when opportunities came to me like working with Anna and doing Get Savvy Club and but if I'd have just stayed whinging and saying well I want this job then none of that would have happened for me. No exactly because actually what you put out is what you attract back so it's yeah. really being mindful it's understanding the words and the language that you use both internally and externally and your you know the whole language because actually if you start to say oh, I'm never going to find the job that I'm... No, you won't. But it's setting that intention and actually also taking that step that you have taken, Anita, is that, that, you know, you make that decision, you step out, and then things happen because a vacuum doesn't exist. Things have to fill it. So Mm. then as you create that space, opportunities present themselves. And in many respects, I would like to walk... I would. There's there's part of me that would like to do that with recruitment, but it, it is a very, very good business. And I think, well, no... You know, it, this is a multiple. You know, I've got multiple businesses. I've actually got you know property that are rent as well. So you know, it's it's different. You, they do interlink though, don't they? Your, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's your clients good. that you would might be placing into it because you do high level finance roles as well. Yeah. So they they feasibly couldn't come to you interested in that taking that job, and then you could be like, Are you sure you want a job, and then you could do the other other work with them. So they they could they could come to you in the same way. So it does it absolutely. Does, it's not it, like having a I don't know, an umbrella shop and a pie factory. No, <laughs> no, it's not like that. Again. You no. do need an umbrella to get to the pie shops. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you're right, it is that they interweave it really well. And because of my coaching, that gives me a good reputation with the clients. And because of the way I then recruit as well, um, I mean, in a couple of occasions in the last couple of weeks, you know, I've had conversations with candidates that have been offered opportunities. And I use my coaching 
I'm not a I'm not a sort of a heavy handed recruiter. I never have been um, because I've always wanted what's best for the candidate rather than what's <laughs> been best for my pocket because I can't help myself. Well, like me when I was in recruitment. <laughs> in my early days in my early days <laughs> but, yeah so i mean i just end up having and i go well you know it was whatever's best for you but i believe it all comes around yeah. and it's also that trust trust that everything is working out as it's meant to be looking yeah. at the positives in every situation so i've got some candidates that candidates i'm talking recruitment now i've got some students going through my course who've been made redundant and you know it's instilling in them because i've offered some support to the um, on a periodic basis to the students going through as well. So we've had some one-to-ones, which has been fabulous. Um, but it's offering that support and under, like, hope, getting them to understand and anybody that has been made redundant that is listening, things do change. They always change. If you've been made redundant, it isn't going to be forever. There are always other opportunities and it may be you have to take a couple of jobs here or there before you get to where you're supposed to be going. But it's being open-minded to opportunities. Yeah. It's talking about what it is that you want to achieve talking about it in the positive and in the present tense because actually if you always future pace it it's always going to be in the distance whereas actually if you bring it into this is who I am this is what I do I am I'm a marketeer I'm a coach I I help people I work with people this is what we do to transform lives not well this is what I will be doing and this is what I'd like to do because it's always putting it into it's owning it and bringing it into the present moment which is what makes it all manifest what makes it all happen and it can often be the best thing to ever happen to you because then that's when opportunities come yeah, yeah. when that's... i used to headhunt people or attempt to headhunt, headhunt people i'd be speaking to people and be like i mean an r and whether to leave their job or not i used to say well you do know the fact that you're not uh, you you're saying um that you're not leave that is that's a decision in itself like you are making a decision by staying where you are because they don't think oh i don't want to rock the boat i'm going to stay and it's like okay but that's the decision you've made a decision then and then they couldn't really get they were like no i'm just waiting out and no that's a decision you're making is to stay where well, you are. i think the fact that they're umming and ahhing means they don't love their job because if you love your job you wouldn't um and ah over it and think you just go no i've got everything i need here thanks yeah i think a lot of people are they have a fear factor fed into them and i i don't i don't work with fear i fear, think fear is an illusion of our own creation mm. Um, but it's been inherent from, you know, if you go back centuries in terms yeah. of not wanting to get eaten by a bison or what have you. And it stops you from jumping out in front of a bus. Yeah. But actually, it's only our projection of what might happen. I mean, and I always say to people, well, you know, well, look, what's the worst that could happen? Seriously. Um, I mean, last year, I people have, don't want to look stupid. That's a lot of it. It comes to yeah. that, the fear of looking. If it stupid doesn't work out. They've got this great job that's paid well, that everybody it looks like they're doing really well, even though they're hating every second of it. They are so scared of going to something that actually they'd be more passionate about and enjoy because if it didn't work out, everyone would laugh at them or everyone would think this and everyone would think, and it's actually no one would think anything because they're too busy doing their own thing. And in so, reality, they think, God, you're brave for giving it a go. I wish I was as brave as that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. and do you know what? If there is negative feedback from, from people around you, that's their level of not wanting you to progress. That They they, yeah. they can see you change and they can see you developing, they can see you progressing. And people don't like that um they're not not everybody but the, you know the people that love you will want to support you regardless but the people that want to keep you small don't want you to progress because they can then it, mm. it, it reflects on them that makes them feel that they need to be doing something they don't want to address that themselves so they will pick at you they will take you know um you know criticize they will be negative but that's their stuff they're transferring their stuff onto you to hold oh, you nice. back to stop yeah. you progressing to make them feel better so actually you've got to do what is right 
for you and i and, and i always say in sort of a, an ecologically sound way and i'm not talking about riding roughshod over people or anything like that to achieve your goals or anything like that but it's, it, if it feels right for you and if it's ecologically sound it's not impacting or doing anything detrimental but be you be yourself yeah. embrace who you are be your authentic true self speak your truth be be passionate does it matter if you're passionate about building Lego blocks into something? No, it doesn't because there are careers for people with that. Mm. Does it matter if you, you know, you just want to walk dogs and you've had to be in a finance director? No, because if that's what you're passionate about. Yeah. You nearly went it. to do that, didn't you? Anybody? Yeah, well, it's the perception that failing is negative, isn't it? Which is what I think we need to change from a young age um, and that failing is actually a positive thing. And if you've got to fail 20 times before you succeed, you might as well crack on and get started with all those failures, won't you? Because success will come all the quicker. You'll yeah. always gain something from every situation because if you don't if you do not do something incorrectly in the first place, you're not going to learn how to do it correctly, properly. You know, do you see what I'm saying? You know, if you keep on doing yeah. something, it doesn't go... There's no growth there. There's, it's those bumps in the road. It's the sort of turbulence. It's that stuff that you go through, which gets you to that breakthrough point. It's yeah. it's the tough and the hardness. And this last year has been tough for so many people. Some people have sort of sailed through it because they're sort of they are high up on the entrepreneurial scale and they've got businesses and they've gone, yeah, great. We can buy up all of this. We can buy yeah. up all of that. Yeah, lots of people made money. And lots of people sat on furlough at 80% having a nice life as well. So it has been tough for a lot of people and we kind of focus on that, but it's been all right or really good for an awful lot of people as well. It depends, yeah, very much on your mindset. But And you just mentioned the people that have been furloughed. And sadly, although it has been perceived to be, a, oh, great, you know, a jolly and people on furlough and things like that, impact, it has actually had impact for those people that were made redundant last year or been on furlough. Their confidence has been knocked. Yeah. They've, I've had a few people come, you know, I've spoken to now that, um, you know, they, they haven't got the same level of confidence as they had before because they have taken lesser jobs, which is great. And I've got not, you know, I've got, not got a problem with that at all, but it, they're not having the same level of conversation and that, because they haven't been engaging at that level. Yeah. They, they need to get back to it. And again, it is just making some small, small steps. I mean, recruitment, if we go just nip onto that side for a moment, it's mad busy at the moment. There's so yeah. much opportunity. So it's just step back into your old shoes, rechannel yourself. And if you can't rechannel yourself, think about somebody who is um, successful, who you admire, and literally step into their shoes, feel how that person would behave, you know. And it's, it's really interesting. I did a um, a weekend course a few years ago with Richard Bandler and Paul McKenna and it was really interesting oh, cool. it was it was awesome you know people stepping and the whole persona would change you know you know they were stepping into King Henry VIII somebody was sitting there like this we talk about this on our course when we help people and we say we call it like a savvy self but really it's just an alter ego and then if you're struggling to show up online because you feel a bit apprehensive or nervous or whatever just step into this alter ego that's got armor plated and plating and be that person online and they don't give a shit if someone writes something negative in a comment you know they don't care and be them and in the same way Beyonce was Sasha Fierce wasn't she until she could do it without the need for an alter ego I used to wish when I was in recruitment that I could literally just jump in their bodies for that interview yeah. smash the interview <laughs> get them the job and then come out because the amount of fantastic people candidates that I used to meet that were great but they were just shocking at interview was the most frustrating thing ever and I'd say to oh. them I'd prep them so much and 
but there's something you can practice isn't it you get better with practice yeah you know it's encouraging people to follow the flow and to connect with their talents and passions to to embrace that I think the education system needs to change I don't think we're not one and the same we can't be pumped out Mm. the same you know my son went to the same school that I did I did leave the area and come back I had a 20-year gap but he was forced to do languages he's not interested in languages you know he took after school that was of interest to him but it was it was taught at a different level he wasn't interested in the old masters music wise but what he could deliver was what they would want at university but you've got to go through this system to get there but I just encouraged and supported him to make his own decisions to follow his flow um, and to you know just work you've got to go and do some work you know but what he's now got is a is a, a skate brand that he's developed oh, that's got yeah. getting really well established in fact only at the weekend he said oh mum he said it's really beginning to you know it's really taking ground he's, there's people he doesn't even know now walking around with his skate decks and he's forever packaging up stuff my spare bedroom is no longer spare let's put it that way because it's stuck it's stacked high with with hoodies and leg you know joggers and state decks and things but very much about encouraging people and kids and whoever to 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 do what they really really want to do what fires them up because when you do you're happy you're healthier and everything falls into place and those who don't support you will fall away that's natural but then more people will come in who do want to support you to be the best that you can be definitely yeah and it's awesome that he's just getting out there and doing it and that is you know the power of online marketing it doesn't matter where you are um it's just about organizing you know production i guess and a bit of marketing and a bit of sending stuff out and and all of that and just getting out there and doing it if there was a way of uh, making money doing that i would have done that when i was a kid because i was into my roller skating but (laughs) there obviously wasn't a way of just roller skating every day and getting paid for it unless you want to work at hooters (laughs) don't they didn't they used to be on roller skates no not down the one in nottingham they don't wear skates do they they used to back in the day when i lived near a hooters yeah waitresses on skates it's just about following your flow it's following your instincts going and and, doing what makes you happy what makes your heart sing and and don't get stuck Mm. in a job i used to love it when somebody would come in and they'd just been redundant made redundant and they were like crushed and they've been at that place for like 10 15 years gave them their all and now they felt washed up and i'd be like i'd go through the cv and i'd realize they'll be massively underpaid the job they're in was shit but i'm gonna get them a best job ever and go and get them a job that they'd love and then like a few months later they'd come back a smile on the face so grateful that we found them that job it's better than what they had before but you just don't know until you take that step in the right direction to start questioning yourself and looking around and it takes a lot of confidence to do that though doesn't it whether you're setting up your own business or looking for another job or whatever it takes a lot of confidence even to this just... woman to come into the um uh, recruitment agency was it was a big deal for her she yeah. wasn't even going to come in because the job she had before she just got out of the paper because she didn't even really know about what a recruitment agency was or trust the process or anything so <laughs> it was a big sort of milestone but in actual fact sarah i don't know how you cope being in recruitment in 1987 because i didn't get into it until like my early 2000s like 2001 or something and um like i remember like nobody knew what recruitment was like and i was having to like explain i remember my mum saying what somebody's going to pay you to find somebody a job or to find they're going to pay you to find somebody to work for them doesn't even make sense. surely that's not legal she can get her head around it so 1987 trying to explain to people it was great there weren't there weren't the volume of agencies out there and there were a few niches of agencies and i worked for somebody um pam bless her she's no longer with us um, she passed away a couple of years ago and um, she'd set up 
the agency and she'd come from sort of SOS HMS, she was ex-SOS HMS. And there, was a, there was a group of them that then set up and they were, they were the ones that sort of spearheaded all the other agencies that then everybody sort of grew from and within. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it was all manual systems. We, 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 we got a... We got, a, we got an electronic typewriter so people could start to <laughs> see these a little bit quicker. How did we cope back in the day? You stand for 10 minutes feeding 12 CVs through a fax machine to send it out to yeah. company. Only for it to jam up. <laughs> Nobody had a CV, so you would literally, you would spend, and this was such a good grounding for my coaching back in the day because it's about being interested in people. It's about being mm. understanding. It's about relationship building, though, because even though... I'm sure it has changed, but you still, I guess, work with people who know you and trust you. So when you say, look, this candidate's great, they'll go, okay. And even if maybe they don't particularly like their CV, they'll see them because Sarah says so and I trust her opinion. I like to encourage people to recognise re- the redundancy as an opportunity. Oh, it's yeah. the, I mean, without going too woo, it's the it's kind of a universe's way of going, do you know what? I've given you enough opportunities to change jobs. Now <laughs> you are having to move jobs because it's time to move on. You know, it's time to look at what's out there, review yourself. And again, back to that sort of second destination career, maybe that's it. This is the opportunity you needed to sort of really think, is this, was this the job that I really wanted to do? And you know, take advantage of that breathing space because you will end up in employment again. Don't panic, just breathe and take that time and be specific about what you are applying for. Do not splattergun all your CVs across all of the jobs and then go, yeah. oh, I'll just keep on getting knocked back because you will, because you're applying for jobs that you actually don't really want and the companies know that you're not right, so you're mm. not going to get an interview, so you'll get a knock back and that just makes you feel, minimise your applications down, be specific, have it have a clarity of mind and know what it is you want to achieve. And if you do want to do some work down at the local supermarket in the meantime, that's that great. I bet that is what so many people who've just been made redundant need to hear as well because they're in that panic mode and they just need someone calm like you who knows what they're talking about to say, relax, this isn't forever, don't do knee-jerk reactions and start going for everything because you won't get it and then it'll just fulfil your negative thoughts about yourself and you'll spiral downward and just take a breath and think about what you want. Or you might be even luckier and not have to ever get a job again because you do your own thing and work for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There is that. You know, is that, that you know, it's you know, channel your inter entrepreneur, you know, and get build that side hustle up into something that you really want to do. I mean, I think the best thing I ever did was going self I mean, I was bearing in mind when I went self-employed, I was a single mum and I got my son, I think he was a, I don't know what he would have been, ten or eleven at the time. You know, and I, it was like the height of the recession. But I, I, I knew I hadn't got any other options. I had to put myself into that position. And it was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, we always ask two questions on uh, this show, Sarah. So the first one, we're the Get Savvy Club. So what, in your opinion, makes you savvy? I think it's that sort of energy and that vibe and that sort of determination to sort of always see things from the positive angle, to help other people reframe and look at things from the positive angle and really inject them with some of my enthusiasm. So when I'm working with them, they they, they always got a smile on their face, they feel upbeat and they'll go away feeling, uh, feeling good about themselves. That's what I think makes me savvy. And we always ask people to recommend a book. Uh, so have you got a book recommendation for our listeners? Well, I have two. One is we were discussing earlier, and we mentioned it already, and that's um, Rob Moore and His Life Leverage, which is a, is a really great book because it makes you really think about how to get leverage on your time and what to focus in on. Um, and then also my own book. I have to put a nod into my own book, which is <laughs> Shining Light on You, How to Manifest Your Dream Job, which is the uh, what my course is based on because it's uh, when we actually um, 
created the course, we realised how it had actually was perfect for a course. So yeah, it's been it's brilliant. And the course is um, Manifest Your Dream Job, which is um, via my website, which is sarahjnaylor.com. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. What a lovely lady. And very similar to you, actually, Anna, don't you think? Yeah, in some ways. I kind of get what you mean by that. So I think it's yeah. just recruitment changes people. Make, or, yeah. or maybe you need to be that crazy to get into recruitment in the first place yeah, back in the day. Maybe. But it's just blowing my mind that she'd been doing it since 1987. Because mm. when, I, like I said in there, when I started, no one knew what bloody recruitment was so for her must have been even harder yeah but i love the fact that you know a lot of people talk about manifesting and um you know just like think about what it is you want and that's it and actually she's very practical and manifesting does work but only because you're setting a plan and then you're setting the actions you're going to take to get to that plan so it's it's called planning as well as manifesting people daydream about like being like this rock star or whatever or um you know being on on stage and i don't know maybe they're playing the drums maybe they're singing maybe they're whatever but no one wants to actually take they, they they're in love with the idea of what it looks like at the end but they don't want all the hard graft uh, on the way leading up to it if you ever like get a chance to listen to bruce springsteen's um autobiography oh, god what he had to get through to get there it's just amazing and people they think they want to be a rock star but they don't want to put the effort in overnight successes no such thing as there so so yeah what i like is that she kind of isn't just about putting people into jobs but about um helping them think about where they want to be and then has built a second business around that which is awesome and i think it's so encouraging to everybody who's thinking about doing something different starting a side hustle a second business trying to move over to do that or you know one is obviously bringing in the money and the other is your passion and they they fit together or whatever so you know you don't have to stay in that job you've been doing for a long time if it makes you show i used to do a job where as i walked in in the morning i felt my shoulders sag and just thought and just you know was watching the clock and it is soul destroying but I was stuck there um for a lot of years because of the money and being a single mom and all of that but things change um and you know you can do something different and it's nothing is ever forever is it so inspiring if ever I had a job like that where I thought felt that feeling I'd leave but I could I I was a single mom I had two kids and uh, I was part-time so it fit in around the kids because I didn't have any childcare bloody bloody blah but so yeah I was I was stuck there for whatever reason but I hope nobody's listening I loved it really (laughs) whoever you are um so anyway don't forget to rate and review it if you want to win the book that Sarah talks about do a screenshot tag us on social media don't forget to review us don't forget to give us an amazing five-star rating and um, don't forget to tune in to the Savvy Quickie on Thursday whatever it's about Um, and so all that's left to say is have a fantastic day whatever time of day it is for you see you later Bye. bye that was Marketing Made Easy the podcast from Get Savvy Club if you enjoyed it join our Facebook group just search Get Savvy Club